listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, no longer, just FM 102, 101.9, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Today on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, interviews with Tommy Lee and Skrillex. And what you just heard right there were the disconnects with Destroyer, a cover off DMZ. And thank you so much, Baldy, from Destroyer, from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada's Destroyer. No, not from that Destroyer. It's so confusing, isn't it? Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada's Destroyer. Then there is DMZ from Boston and their legendary song Destroyer. And Boston ain't that far from New York and in Kiss Destroyer. We're out at the same time. Jeff Connolly later went on to do The Liars and a whole bunch of other great rock and roll combos. Still rocking with The Liars. But we had right there, hand-delivered to me by you mail that there was the disconnects with destroyer a cover of dmz as i mentioned all on baldy long hair records and that is actually a split with crazy and the brains now baldy thank you so much for the package that you sent me not only did it have this vinyl release right here by your band of disconnects it also had Tons and tons of cassettes, which were given to me, which in turn I will give to the CITR listeners via airplay on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. So thank you so much, Baldy. Got a great package from you. Everybody should check out Baldy Long Hair Records. Why? Because if they're nice enough to mail to me, Nardwar, the human serviette, a giant cassette package and a vinyl LP, they're nice enough for you to patronize. Baldry and I mentioned Baldry. It's weird. It's weird that I say the word Baldry because Baldry, Long John Baldry, lived in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Rest in peace for a little while. And as you heard on an Ardwar Human Serviette radio show a little while back when I interviewed David Johansson, he gave the whole story of how Long John Baldry is inadvertently, kind of, sorta, and actually really related to Sylvain Sylvain of the New York Dolls through marriage. Something for you to explore. Food for thought, grounds for further research. As I mentioned, today on an Ardwar Human Serviette radio show, an interview with Tommy Lee from a little while back. And to prepare you for Tommy Lee, here's something of the heavy metallic nature. Something new by Teenage Bottle Rocket. The tune, Head Banger. On the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show.
Hardware, you're on with Tommy Lee. All right. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Excellent. So, Tommy, who are you? Uh, uh, who am I? Yes. Oh, my God. I am many, many things, my friend. You are Tommy Lee of Methods of Mayhem. Yes. Uh, uh, I am many, many things. And, Tommy, who else is in Methods of Mayhem? Uh, we got... Oh, my God. Are you ready for this? I'm, bring it on! Bring it on! Are you sitting down, brother? I sure am, with my pen in my hand. Okay. Uh, obviously, uh, myself... Tommy uh, Lee... Yes, um, my fucking crazy fucking red-headed, dreaded fucking hip-hop motherfucker Kilo. Uh, Stephen Perkins from James Addiction on the drums. Right. Um, Chris Cheney, who was uh, in Alanis Morissette's touring band. A Canadian connection. Yes, sir. Um, and also another fellow Canadian, Kai, is on guitar. Uh, he was from a band called Noise Therapy. From Vancouver, BC, Canada. Yes, sir. And also um, Mixmaster Mike from the Beastie Boys. He didn't even give a drum roll for that one. And also, uh, we, we sort of got like a, an opening revolving uh, door, DJ door. It's a uh, D, uh, DJ shortcut who's also a, a, a scratch pickle. So it'll be uh, him and him and what? Isn't that crazy? Love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's like, yeah. So uh, so there's a, a couple of DJs, you know. So Tommy, a few years ago, there was a quote from the Motley Crew camp. I don't know if it was you or not, but quote. Keyboards and porno soundtracks should be thrown in the garbage. But now you're doing Methods of Mayhem. Yeah, but those aren't keyboards. These are synthesizers. But you had Scott Kirkland of the Crystal Method doing vintage keyboards. Yes, sir. And you had to get naked video. Mm -hmm. Now, with Stephen Perkins on drums there, are you going to be drumming with him? Is it going to be like yeah. dual drums right up front? <clears throat> yeah, it's fucking insane. Like, it's not your typical, like, okay, here's the... I, I know, as soon as I finish this interview, I'll call him. Okay, dude, sorry. Um, uh, 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 what was I going to say? Oh, it's not the typical uh, two drum set sort of, uh, you know, split apart um, like we've all seen before. This is one toxic-looking, fucking insane. Uh, it's a very large drum set, one large drum set that two guys sit inside this pod, if you will. Tommy, like where, where do you come up with this type of stuff? Like in Motley Crue, you had that caged, rotating drum set. Was that thing made by NASA? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was made by uh, some people at a company called Show Staging, but uh, it was it was my idea, and me and this uh, sort of hydraulics specialist named Chris Peters, uh, we just sort of started dreaming about what it, what it would be like to fucking have the drums spin around upside down, and we did it. From the hard streets of Covina to Methods of Ma'am, what's up, G? Snoop! Snoop! I can't believe it. Snoop Doggy Dog. Tell me about Snoop, like recording with Snoop. That's incredible. Yeah. What's that like, Tommy? What, 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 what was there any Snoop moment that you remember? Like when you first, mm -hmm. when he came in the studio there? Did he tell you any good Dre stories? 
Um, any deranged stories? Uh, well, other than the fact that Snoop Dogg smokes more fucking weed than I have ever seen on the planet. But, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty mellow. Like, not, nothing really, I can't really recall any crazy moments. Really, like, a lot of fun, creative, like, you know, we were getting high on the fucking music, you know what I mean? More like that than anything, really. Tommy Lee of Methods of Mayhem, anger management. I don't believe in the public eye. Seems like 24-7 being watched by a spy. They're not yeah. news reporters. They are full of bullshit. Being watched by a spy. Now, I was wondering, it was reported a couple days ago that you were kicked out of your house with Pam, but you said you were not. Then yesterday, there was a news story on the Newswire. I don't know if you saw this or not. Tommy Lee and wife face dog bite lawsuit. I know, I saw that. Tommy Lee and his wife, Pamela Anderson, are headed back to court, this time over their pet, Rottweiler. A woman yeah. is suing the couple, claiming she was bitten by the dog during a 1997 visit to the couple's home near Malibu. Like, a dog bite lawsuit. What the hell is going on here? Do I, is it, is, I was curious, Tommy Lee. Were you unknowingly, unknowingly, set up perhaps by a record company to help generate publicity for the upcoming tour? Like, I mean, are they pulling these people? Absolutely not. Are they pulling? Hey, honey, how are you? How are you? It's Leona from the record company listening, honey. But yeah. I, was just, I was just curious there, Tommy. No. Uh, this is like, isn't that crazy? Tommy Lee and wife face dog bite lawsuit? I know. This fucking lady, I mean, like a year and a half or so after the fact, she, she decides to sue us. And it's like, uh, dude, that is just, you know what? That's why I called my fucking new band Methods of Mayhem. Because it's fucking always like this. It's a fucking nuisance, you know? One day I hope that, you know, I, I can just fucking come and go as I please. That, you know, and you know, every time I fart, it's not in the fucking newspaper, you know? Like, I just, I, I fucking yearn for that day, you know? And not to mean that, I mean, uh, you know, I would like, to, I, I would certainly, I'm not saying I don't like the, you know, the exposure and, and the, the, the fans and all that shit. I love all that. But God, if it was music driven, it would be so much more fun than fucking every time, you know, someone gets bit or someone farts, it's in the paper. It's fucking stupid. And to top it off, it's a dog. My God. On top of this, Tommy, are you going to teach Tilo the ways of touring with Tommy Lee? Like, are you going to teach Tilo? Like, he's your main man there in Methods of Mayhem. Will there ever be another spaghetti incident, do you think? <laughs> oh, Lord. You know, I just know that we're going to have probably one of the best times ever, you know? That's, that, I mean, you know, we're, we're not here for a long, a long time. We're here for a good time. That's my fucking, basically, you know, the words that I live by. So, But Tilo you know, must have thousands of questions. I mean, you've done, like, 20 years of touring, and, like, you know, he's, I don't know, he's pretty new on the block. Like, does he ever come up to you and ask you about stuff? Well, one thing I'm curious about, that Motley Crue contest, where you once had to see how, we could, how many groupies you could have without bathing. And the only way you won was because Nikki had spaghetti barfed on him while having sex with a groupie. And after making it eat all up, after making her eat it all up, he had to take a shower. Is that the spaghetti incident, Tommy Lee? Yes, that was. <laughs> what, can you, what happened there? I, I've only heard bits of it. That sounds incredible. It's a, um, just, you know, a nice and disgusting, filthy road story. No, no more, no less. <laughs> but what, what's Tilo, your co-conspirator co in Methods of Mayhem, like? Like, is he going to be able to live up to that? Oh, my God. 
Uh, this this kid is fucking. Uh, <laughs> Does he need to be taught any manners? Is, is he a young Tommy Lee? Like, are you afraid he may rub cum all over the dressing room walls, like you did the kiss, causing you know Motley Crue to get kicked off the Kiss tour? <laughs> you know what? He, I, you know what? I just gonna, I just let him be himself, and he's a, he's a fucking, he's a great guy. He's, uh, he's definitely, he's got his own style, and uh, he, yeah, he's a fucking wild man. That's, I, mean, I love him. That's, that's the kind of energy you need on stage. You know, that's the kind of energy people, people come to see. So yeah, I just, you know, I basically just let him do his thing. You know, I'm not gonna be his dad. I'm not gonna be anything but his friend. You know, we're just gonna have a good time and take methods of mayhem around the world and fucking tear it up. Well, Tommy Lee's methods of mayhem. Have you heard of the band The Dawn Is It All from San Francisco? Yeah, I have. They cover too. They 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 cover too fast for love. Yeah, I heard about that. And they spotted you driving the Methods of Mayhem tour bus. Now hold on, why isn't Tilo driving? Make him work there, Tommy Lee. <laughs> I'm driving this shit, baby. Get naked. 77 million made from watching me come under the sun on my vacation. But you didn't make one penny off that? Nope, not one. Zero zilch. Fucking nada. The best part of that video, Tommy Lee, is, I mean, sure there's Pam and there's all that other excitement. But I think the best part is when you honk the horn on the speedboat. When you take your cock out there and you push the horn on the speedboat. Do you remember that? Of course. <laughs> did you rent or buy that speedboat? Um, that was a rental. So did you tell them that, like, your cock print is, like, on the horn? What? God damn it. I would imagine they know by now if they've seen the video. Tommy Lee of Methods of Mayhem. Further on the video, there's a mayhem tattoo. It's prominently displayed in the video. And there's totally wild music going on in the background, which I think is, using the word totally again, foreshadowing. Now do you have Methods of Mayhem with crazy wild tunes. What was the music going on in the background? There was some crazy stuff. Um, it was like, it's all good. It was like, it's all oh, good. Yeah, that's, that's MC Hammer, actually. That's one of, one of my favorite songs that he ever did. Because it, it is all good. I mean, every time that uh, Pamela and I would go anywhere or do anything, that was like our, you know, our theme song. And it's like, it's like we would all, we would both, you know, look at each other and just fucking it'd be like, man, it's, it's all good. Like, you know what I mean? It's all hammer time. It's, uh, well, I don't know about hammer time, but it's all definitely all good, that's for sure. No, Tommy Lee, with this whole video fiasco, Brett and Michael's fault, because since he started flogging his tape with Pamela, and it, like, sold for $5 million, the people who stole your tape wanted to make bucks, too? Is it, is it Brett and Michael's fault, Tommy Lee? I, you know, I don't know much about that. I've sort of kept my, my distance from all that. I know nothing about that. That was before my time. Because they put $3 million into marketing your tape. That's pretty good. I would, that'd be great to put $3 million to promoting your record. Yeah. <laughs> and you are Tommy Lee of Methods of Mayhem. Now, Tommy, narcotic. Are you ready? Are you ready for the weekend? Is that a reference to working for the weekend by Loverboy at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, actually, if mine is, are you ready for the, are you ready for the weekend? Oh! Go get, yeah. like, tweaked, like the name of that Enough's Enough record. Don't, don't confuse me with the Loverboy guys. Well, Loverboy <laughs> was from Vancouver, and you do sort of have some Vancouver connections like you have your guitarist from Noise Therapy from Vancouver and wasn't your first wife before Pam and Heather Candace Starchuk from Surrey, B.C.? Uh, yeah, we used to go out for a little bit. That was, so she was your wife? 
Uh, uh, for like about 30 days. Well, but a Canadian connection, so Canadians yeah. can be proud. And do you know the name of the Canadian brand of beer, Tommy Lee, that launched the career of your third wife, Pamela Lee? Uh, Labatt, I think. Labatt's Blue, and you were Tommy Lee of Methods of Ma'am. So what's your fascination with Vancouver girls? Like there's the song Girls, 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 and it mentions the Vancouver Club, the body shop. What's the fascination? Um, I don't know. I think at that time, it was a time in our life, and uh, I just decided to write about it, you know? But do you like the Comox, Courtney area where Pamela's from, you know, here in the Vancouver area on Vancouver yeah. Island? The Comox Valley? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I, I spent a, uh, a good day or two out on the, in, in the gardens. It was Bouchard Gardens. Bouchard Gardens! Yeah, I just walked around and checked out all these beautiful trees and plants and water features, and it was beautiful. I, I thought it was a really beautiful part of the country. That's totally amazing. The one time I interviewed Kurt Cobain, he actually mentioned he went to Bouchard Gardens as a small kid. Kurt Cobain and Tommy Lee having something in common. That's incredible. New, <laughs> new skin. Now I'm shedding my skin. You gotta listen. Now, Tommy Lee, will Mick Mars ever shed his skin and reveal his Canadian roots? Isn't he from Newfoundland? Uh, actually, you know what? No, he's not. That was just sort of a big, like a, a big press facade. Like, I think he's from Indiana. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Well, how much of this was a facade? I mean, this is a mayhem. It's totally real here. But with Motley Crue, on the show to the devil and parts of Theater of Pain tours, there was a rumor that Nikki Six, Nikki, was replaced with a double, like some guy from Erie, Pennsylvania, from a band called Six Pack, dressed up as Nikki because Nikki was too fucked up to go on tour. Yeah, um, God. Fuck, you know what, dude? I don't really want to talk about all that shit. I'm so old. I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm into some new shit right now. It's like, those stories are so old and tired. Hypercritical. We protest uh, against negative stress. Hypercritical. Yeah. We progress against negative stress. Now, now you have this record with Methods of Mayhem, Tommy, and we kind of got to refer to Crewers slightly, but did they blackmail you into anything? Because, you, thank you, if you talked any shit about us, we'll let the world know that, you know, Tommy, um, kicked my dog, etc. Because there weren't too many biting lyrics into kind of your past relationships with the crew on this particular release. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just set out to do this record for me is all about truth, you know? And I will always speak the truth, you know? Some people might not like to hear it, but I'm going to fucking say it, you know? It is the truth. And I just don't like the way, um, I just don't like the way things are reported. I think everything's sensationalized just to get fucking ratings. But how about particularly about Motley Crue on this record, were there any uh, references to them? I looked closely, just wondering if there any were. Like, did they no. tell you, hey, Tommy, you better not do this or we're going to, you know. No, there's no references whatsoever. What do you think of the rock and roll form known as punk there, Tommy Lee? What do you think of punk? Because you were in the L.A. area. Did you ever see the germs? Tommy Lee of the rock and roll band Motley Crue, formerly, and now of the rock and roll band Methods of Mayhem, Tommy Lee? 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 Tommy Lee of the rock and roll band Methods of Mayhem, formerly of Motley Crue, Tommy Lee, Noise Therapy? Noise Therapy? Tommy Lee? Tommy Lee? Tommy Lee? Tommy Lee? Tommy Lee? Tommy. Please hang 
up and try your call again. If you'd like assistance, please dial zero, and an operator will be happy to help you. Hey, Nardwar, I think Tommy's on his cell phone and the battery died. Um, so let me see if I could get him on the phone. Okay, call me back. Thanks. Bye. End of message. Hello, this is the operator with a collect call from the LA County Jail from Tommy. Will you accept the charges? Your dips, nigga, fuck them kids. Talking shit about you, dog. They don't know how I did. That's on the up, dog. You know what? Motherfuck y'all. Cause I'm the top dog, big dog, big ball on the block. Money fucking hoes and rockin' hip hop. Methods of mayhem with deep double G. Why? And we ride sliding to a whole different beat. On the street, bang bang, chitty chitty. I'm a crazy nigga from the mad ass Long Beach City. I'm not your neighbor, I'm a gangster with the flavor and ill behavior. Behavior.
driving this shit, baby. And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Coming up right now, going to play something by Johnny Wakelin and the Kanishak Band. Bang the drums, flip side, and the track being Black Superman, Muhammad Ali by Johnny Wakelin. Going to play a bit of this because coming up later on an Ardwarda Human Serviette radio show, going to play some selections from the Muhammad Ali versus Tooth Decay record. Black Superman, Muhammad Ali, coming up. And right after that, going to play something by The Stains from East L.A., Sick and Crazy. And in an interview with Skrillex. So right now, here's Johnny Wakelin with Black Superman, in brackets, Muhammad Ali. And in The Stains from East L.A. with Sick and Crazy. And in an interview with Skrillex, all on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. This here's the story of Cassius Clay Who changed his name to Muhammad Ali He knows how to talk and he knows how to fight And all the contenders were beat out of sight Sing Muhammad, Muhammad Catch me if you can Now all you fight fans You've got to agree There ain't no flies On Muhammad Ali He fills the arena Wherever he goes And everyone gets What they pay for Muhammad Was known to have said You watch me shuffle Catch me if you can He says I'm the greatest the world's ever seen The heavyweight champion who came back again My face is so pretty you don't see a scar Which proves I'm the king of the ring by far Sing Muhammad, Muhammad Ali He floats like a butterfly
My name is Skrillex. Skrillex, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you very much. Right off the bat, Skrillex, I have a gift for you. I have the original Full Flex tour poster from the Festival Express. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Could you please explain what is going on here? Uh, uh, This is amazing, man. Well, what's going on here is we are actually recreating this festival the Festival Express, but in our own way called the Full Flex Express, and you've just brought me something really, really incredible. That's awesome. This is the original one from 1970. Wow, that's amazing, man. And of course, you're updating a bit. What can you tell the people what we're seeing over there? Well, this is my production being set up right now, and we have uh, a spaceship that actually uh, has a has two different forms during the set, um, and actually transforms mid-set, and then we have some lasers we're calibrating right now, and, and some of our production right now. Yeah, so it's cool. 
So here you are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, as part of the Full Flex. What have you learned about the original Festival Express? Have people told you anything about it? Yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen the uh, the movie uh, a couple times, and uh, it's it was basically just an, uh, a chance for all these artists to get on a train together and hang out and and collaborate and do something different and cool. And that's what we're ch- just trying to do, I guess, at the end of the day, you know. When I was thinking, Grimes and Blood Diamonds, did they help at all influence you to do this tour? Got to give some props to them, eh? Absolutely. You have to have, I mean, they're, they're so unique in their own ways, and I think everyone on this tour is so unique. It was so cool to have, have them on it. Absolutely, yeah. But as they're Canadians, you know, did they say, hey, Festival Express, you know, got to go back to 1970, Blood Diamonds, Grimes? Well, that's why it was cool for them, too, because they're, like, holding it down for the Canadians, you know, on this tour, you know, raising the flag, so it's cool. On the original Festival Express, Janis Joplin was taught me and Bobby McGee by Chris Christofferson. What have you learned on this tour from Grimes or Blood Diamonds? <laughs> well, you know what? Funny enough, actually, there's there's been a, a lot of USB drives going around on, on this whole trip with different parts from everybody, like Pretty Lights and even 100 Waters and Diplo and, and everyone. So I think I think you'll definitely find some, some collaborations yet to come. We've had some trouble with Wi-Fi, haven't you? Yeah, there's been no Wi-Fi cell phone servers for, for, for days and days on end, but it's how, been nice. How about the train staff? How are they? The train staff are awesome. They got to see us just raging on this train and having a really, really great time, and, and they were so polite and, and, and so, you know, I actually, it's, they, I gotten, I've, I've gained probably about 10 pounds on this train just because they bring you, uh, like, you know, non, non-stop food, like 24-7. It's crazy. Skrillex, what have you learned specifically, though, about the 1970 tour? About the 1970, what I learned specifically? Well, a big part of this that tour was the fact that they did it, they did it just f- for the sake of doing it. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a lucrative tour. It was just to do something special in Canada in the summertime when it's beautiful and and that, that I mean, that's to me. I mean, we, we we work so hard all year touring and doing different things, but if you get the chance to do something special, no matter what, I think. You can you can spend time and go on a on, on a vacation, or you can get a bunch of people together and put them on a train, and then see if anything special can come out of it. You know, because Skrillex, I also have for you right here the original program guide from Festival oh. Express from 1970. Sweet. You're awesome, man. You're hooking me up so hard. I wish I brought something for you. Well, you brought the music, Skrillex. Because this is the program guide, so I thought you could learn even more about the original festival. Like, check it out. Look at the little train and the girl there. Awesome. Who's this girl? Just some cool, cute girl on this. Exactly, and the full program ride. And it actually, you're making history here because the original Festival Express never made it to Vancouver. Whoa, I know. We're the first ones, man. We, we also, we, we paid another stop that wasn't on the original as well, right? What other, what, what? Maybe you could introduce who you're pointing to over there. That's the Roadhog. That's my tour manager. That's Drew. He's my studio tech. And that's Ellie. Ellie Golding. All here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yeah, all hanging out together. Skrillex, tell me about handcuffs. Handcuffs. Handcuffs and hard drive. Handcuffs or hard drives. They're like the same things almost. I'm, I'm handcuffs to hard drives pretty much my whole life. Yeah, I was curious about that. Like when you've done mixes and stuff, there's been handcuffs and hard drives, like important mixes. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, no. Well, there, there are definitely some um, people who carry around. They like to keep their, their hard drives very sacred because they're, they're you know, for certain, for certain artists, they actually handcuff their hard drives to like a briefcase or whatever they're in. That's definitely pretty hardcore. And I was thinking, you're probably sad about losing the hard drive, so I have a gift for you of 
Oh, this is Michael Jackson. Yes, because you've met him before in a hard drive, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's true, man. You do know that. Yeah. Oh, this is awesome. That's what you're referring to. Tell this me about your meeting with hard drive Michael Jackson. How'd you meet him in a hard drive? I didn't. I, I didn't. Yeah, exactly. I didn't meet Michael Jackson personally, but I met some some unreleased music of his on a hard drive. That was for sure. And they were very, very, very sacred drives. Now I got, I got it all put together in one thing. How much do you love Michael Jackson, Skrillex? Would you eat Michael Jackson? I wouldn't eat Michael Jackson, but I do love Michael Jackson so much. I have a way that you can eat Michael Jackson right here, Skrillex. I have another gift for you. Some Michael Jackson gum. Oh, man. I get to eat Michael Jackson. Do you swallow gum when you eat gum? I actually do sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely a gum swallower. I might be careful with this. It is originally from 1980 there, but it might give you some good inspiration. Maybe I won't even just open it. Maybe I'll just put them on my collection of cool Nardwar stuff. Skrillex, who is the queen? The queen? The queen of England? Ellie's the queen as well. Who is the queen of dubstep? The queen of dubstep? Ellie Golding. <laughs> the queen? No, I don't know who the queen of dubstep is. Marianne Hobbs. Marianne Hobbs. Duh. What can you tell the people about Marianne Hobbs? And what can you tell the people also about Ellie Golding too? Marianne Hobbs was obviously the queen of dubstep. And Ellie Golding is sitting right over there. And she rocks. That's the Roadhog. <laughs> what is the importance, Skrillex, of this right here? The Amen Break. The a this is the Amen Break. This is the most sampled. This is from the uh, a Amen Brothers. The, Win the Winstons. The Winstons, yeah. This is the original break that everyone and their mother sampled from, you know, from NWA to whoever. The Prodigy, myself. Everyone sampled the Amen Break. There's some scary monsters in there. Yeah, there's the, yeah, exactly. This is the first, this is the most important break in the world. And, you, and is this for me? Um, well, actually, oh. this is for you right here, Skrillex. That we have some, better. we have, what do we have here for you? Some Square Pusher and Aphex Twin. Because hey. they are heavy practitioners of the Amen Break, aren't they? Absolutely. What can you tell me about the Pusher and the Aphex Twin? Well, they're both, they're both uh, came out on Warp Records and Tom... Jenkinson. Here, you want to hold these, Hoggy? So I don't break them. They're so beautiful. Again, the Roadhog in action. The Roadhog. So we have so we have Aphex Twin, Selected Ambi Works. This is the first version with uh, Xtel's one of the most beautiful songs in the world. Yeah, this is a great release. And then... And then we have the score pusher, and I was always confused. Is it the same person, perhaps? There's that mystery, isn't it? Oh, they're, they're two different people, definitely. I've been in the same room together. They have. They have. I know Aphex is actually, uh, um, Richard has been, been said to actually work with, with Tom and some of his, Tom, was, which is square pusher, some of his older, older, older work. So, yeah. Skrillex, what's your favorite video from Aphex Twin? My favorite video? That's a hard one. I mean, they're all so classic. I mean, most of the stuff he's done was was with uh, Chris Cunningham. I really love Window Liquor, of course, or Come to Daddy. Um, I really like the stuff that Chris Cunningham did himself. Um, um, there, there's a there's a two part video called Flex. Um, one there's one that's actually been released on the Chris Cunningham DVD, and then there's another version that I believe has only been shown at film festivals, but it's called Flex. It's a Chris Cunningham film which Aphex Twin has done the music to, so it's kind of more of like, it's less of an Aphex Twin music video, more and more Chris Cunningham film, and that one's really awesome too. 
And Skrillex, here we are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, again, on your Full Flex tour. Right up there is your DJ booth. Yeah, there it is. My big old, my, my DJ spaceship booth. Now, is there a vinyl turntable up there? No, no vinyl turntables. Just CD, CDJs. The Pioneer CDJs, yeah. Because I was thinking, hmm, you're on tour. You need some vinyl. I should get you some vinyl to play for tonight. Some Fat Man Scoop featuring DJ Cool. Cool. This is the, I love this record. You know what's really crazy? Fat Man Scoop called me a couple days ago while we were in uh, Winnipeg, funny enough. Yeah, what can you tell people? Fat Man Scoop and DJ Cool. You play both of them and you're set. And what did Fat Man want to do? Fat Man was like, yo, let's do something together, man. We got to do something together. And I got to email him and send him some beats quick. That's for real, yeah. And DJ Cool too. DJ Cool featuring yeah. Fat Man Scoop together, both of them. It's amazing, man. This is a classic record. So in your DJ booth, you're also playing, because you need some vinyl, some ludicrous move. Oh, move, bitch. This, I love this record, too. How'd you know? Because you're, you're magical. <laughs> so is this your set? Am I giving you your set right now? A lot of tracks on my set, man. So I've been playing move, bitch, for a long time. So all I got to do is bring you a turntable for tonight, and then we're rocking. All I got to do is play these records, and I'm done. Skrillex, tell me about getting a flat tire in Hollywood Hills with your friend Jackie in the pouring rain. Oh my gosh. How'd you know about that? You're Skrillex. We have to know about that. I was with my friend Jackie. I'm trying well, I'm trying to think about I'm trying to think of this story. There's something more to this story. I'm in Hollywood Hills. We're in the pouring rain with Jackie. Is Jackie meant to be someone else? And then a flat tire happens. What happened? Flat in the pouring rain. It's not connecting with me <laughs> as much as I thought it would. Wait, Jackie in the pouring rain. Jackie in the pouring rain, and Jackie is the person that helped you become Skrillex, right? Oh, Jackie Petri. Yes, of course. Yeah, Jackie, the, the girl who gave me my first. Um, um, are, you, are you talking about the 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 the, the remix I did for uh, All American Rejects? Yeah. The Hollywood Hills flat tires with Skrillex. Yeah, that's how we roll. Hollywood Hills style flat tires. Skrillex. Does vinyl impress the ladies at all? Ellie, does vinyl impress you? Yeah. Vinyl. Well, we have a gift here for you to give to Ellie right here. What do we have? But Ellie, if you could come here, we have a little gift for you. Again, who do we have right here? This is Ellie. Your girlfriend. Ellie, we have a gift for you. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Is this really for me? Yes, it's for you. And who is it? Oh, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton on pink vinyl. It's amazing. Thank you. So on a pink vinyl. And it's called Baby I'm Burning is the track. Is this really for me? Yes, and you love Parton, don't you? Like, you've covered Jolene. Oh, my God. Yeah, I have. A long time ago. And yeah. this is a disco version, and you've done stuff with Skrillex. Yeah. Ellie has done stuff with you, haven't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah. And now you love Dolly Parton. Yeah, I do. This is amazing. This is perfect. And it's a disco version. Do you think maybe a collaboration on a Dolly Parton tune? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. And we'll give you, we'll try to get some publishing for you, of course. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the credit, yeah, for sure. I, I love that I'm like before Dolly getting the publishing. That's the way to go with that. Yes. What can you say about your collaboration with Skrillex and also the possible collaboration here with Dolly? Um, I'm, I'm excited already about this possible, this thing that might happen. <laughs> well, we got to get your vocals on it too. Yeah. Do you sing? Have you ever done, have you been sampled on anything or someone's asked you to, to, to do like vocals? Uh, let's bring it on! Yeah, why not? I'll be down. Well, uh, thank you very much, Ellie, and do do the loot do. Thank you, yes. Yes, that works. And, Sonny, you grew up in Highland Park, California? Yep, that's true. 
Is there a place, sir, called Galco's Italian Market? There is a Galco's Italian Market. Who can you tell the people about that? That's an amazing place, isn't it? It's a place where you get food because there's not very many uh, markets or rest- restaurants out there, so you kind of get what you have to get, and that's where everyone goes. And some great sodas there, great pop. What's your favorite pop? My favorite pop is diet pop of anything. Yeah. What bands have you seen of the punk variety at the No Future Cafe? Whoa, the No Future Cafe. Oh, man, I've seen everyone from the Briggs to to Madcap to a lot of different bands out there. Yeah, and then that's in, that's in, uh, that's in Pasadena. Yeah. Skrillex, LA is such a great tradition of punk rock. What can you tell the people about the Dickies? Oh, the Dickies are a great band. They actually put their last great, my favorite release, All This and Puppets 2, out on Fat Records. And I used to go see them at the Troubadour. I probably saw them like five times back when I was like 12 and 13 and they're great. And I have a gift for you there Skrillex right here. We have some Dickies wow. for you right now and the CD Greatest Hits as well. The Greatest Hits. This is going to be awesome. Oh, this is so awesome. This is this is great. <laughs> we can't forget about England, no. England. England's got a rep, too. Absolutely. Yeah. You also love the subhumans, don't you, from England? Subhumans. Love the subhumans. You tell people about the English subhuman. The subhumans are a great band, a punk band that I used to listen to all the time. I mean, my, my two favorite records were, were Rats was a great album. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And I have another gift for you right now. The English subhumans, worlds apart. Awesome, man. This is, a, this is great. Now, what's interesting is we're in Vancouver, and there's also a Vancouver band called the subhumans they were punk too okay okay cool so i thought you have to get the vancouver punk subhumans i had no idea there was vancouver subhumans who came first uh, actually the vancouver one was first really yeah so now you can rep both subhumans you can love them both i love them both because now you know look subhumans canada they call themselves subhumans canada but if you turn over to record here skrillex look what do we say what is one of the name of one of their songs there slave to my dick slave to my dick which makes me think quote from the muse box they took me to the back room and did the full dick dick the full dick touch full dick touch yeah what was that what was that from when you were searched by oh, TSA. Oh, yeah, yeah, TSA. It was. You yeah. know, slave to my that's dick, dick touch. That's what I was trying to connect. Oh, I got, I got, I got a, that's perfect. That's definitely connecting with me right now on this TSA shit, for sure. So they took you back and touched you? They did, they did, a, they did a couple close moves, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, man, this is, this is coming out like 100, 100 miles per hour and I'm loving it all, man. I love it. It's Skrillex, Highland Park, California. Highland Park, California, yes. In Highland Park, there also is a punk fanzine called Razor Cake. I don't know if you remember that at all. No, I didn't. It's still going strong, and I want to give you an issue right here. Here we have the new issue, and it has right there the history of the Stains, one of the greatest punk bands from East L.A. Whoa, that's awesome. I never heard of the Stains. And I guess I was thinking, hmm, did you ever send your demo, your CD demo of At Risk to Razor Cake? God, that's amazing. No, but you know, I send it to one to One Shot Records. Records, which is the which is kind of an East LA uh, punk label there. That's crazy. You have this. What can you tell the people called At Risk, Early Sunny? There's there's me. That's my first CD ever. <laughs> they have never even seen this. <laughs> it was great. This I played guitar. I sang. And maybe you can fit that in the set tonight. Yeah, man. Maybe I'll maybe I'll drop it in. <laughs> Skrillex, you've been Skrillex for a long time, and you one time had a Skrillex tattoo? Yeah, on the inside of my lip, but it's gone now. No, how do you get rid of it? Like, what do you suck on to get rid of a tattoo? It just goes, whoa. It just, you know, they just fade away. Yeah, I'm over time. I'm curious about that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, un- it wasn't intentionally. I thought it was going to stay a lot longer, but sometimes they... So there's no remnants at all that we can see at all of it? 
Oh, yeah, there's a little bit. You can see. Yeah, I can see a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. I was also wondering, Skrillex, in your set, you've also talked about this gentleman right here, Ina Kamozi. Yeah, man. What's the connection to Ina Kamozi and you? Um, well, I mean, I listen to... World of music. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen to a lot of... A lot of uh, reggae and, and dub, and this is one of the records that I've just sampled in so many different ways in my set over the years. I mean, of course, this is, uh, um, you know, where, where, where Jamrock, where, where Damien took the famous, you know, out in the street, they call it murder. And I have that in a few, in a few portions of my set and some other, some other like, uh, for, for live only tracks that I've made. So this is a great record. Yeah. Back to the handcuffs and hard drives. I was curious. The doors. You did stuff with the doors. Were there handcuffs and hard drives there? No, because it was all fresh stuff. You know what I mean? It was, it was all stuff we did from scratch, other than the one Jim Morrison sample we used in the middle of the, of the track where he talks about, you know, electronic music. That was from a, uh, um, I think an ABC interview that we actually got uh, clearance for. Did they tell you anything about the L.A. woman sessions at all? Any of the filth that went down, like Jim Morrison getting sucked, you know? No, no. I didn't ask too much about it. I was too, like, I was too, like, in the moment just making the track, so I didn't really ask him too much. Did you ask him about playing in Vancouver at all? Because they played here at the Coliseum twice, the old and new door. Really? No, I haven't. That's awesome. I should have, though. Well, I have something so you can reminisce that right here. Here's a poster from the Doors playing in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada in the 60s for you, Sonny. That's amazing, man. That's incredible. Are you a poster collector? I have a lot of posters, absolutely. I have a lot of posters, yeah. A lot of them are in storage right now, so most of the things I collect go straight to storage, but but not for long, actually. And yeah. here we are in the Full Flex Tour, winding up here. Grimes, yeah. Blood Diamonds, and also Chris from Biz3. Can you give him a shout-out for helping to set up this interview? What can you tell the people, those people? Chris from Biz3 and Biz3 as a whole publicity company are incredible, and they're really great, and they bring guys like you, Nardwar, out to hang out with me in Vancouver, so it's great. Thank you, Chris. And Grimes and Blood Diamonds delivering. Yeah, and Grimes and Blood Diamonds, they definitely shouted you out hard, so, so thank you guys for letting me hang with Nardwar. And lastly, Skrillex, is it true you once had a pet pony? I, I actually kind of took care of a pony for a while. When I was really young, I went to uh, um, kind of a summer kind of boarding school, and I had a pony that I would feed. Her name was Star. And I would feed her every morning, and I would take care of her, and I would rake her poo, and I would feed her hay, and then I would go out and walk her. It's true. <laughs> Star. Shout out to Star. She's probably gone now, but... Anything else you want to add to the people out there at All Sunny? Um, not really, other than it's been an incredible couple years, and the end of the year of touring for me is kind of winding down now, and it's kind of crazy to see this. The last day of the Full Flex Express, this was an idea we had almost... You know, over well over a year ago, RH and I and the Roadhog, and now it's finally done, and we did it. And now I get the program guide and the original poster, too. I got all this incredible stuff from you. I get to, to take home and hang up on my wall. Well, uh, thanks so much, Sonny Skrillex. Keep on rocking in the free world, and do 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 do
and you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And you just heard right there, the Dickies with I'm Okay, You're Okay. And before that, an interview with Skrillex. And before that, the Stains with Sick and Crazy. To end the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, as I mentioned earlier, gonna play something by... Teeth, the whole teeth, and nothing but the teeth. A musical comedy adventure teaching kids about good dental care with an all-star cast singing, laughing, dancing. Starring the President of the United States of America, Jimmy Carter, Frank Sinatra, Lily Tomlin, Richie Havens, Jane Kennedy, Billy Jean King, Gypsy Boots, Arthur Morrison, Ossie Davis, Hubert Humphrey, Pat Boone, the heavyweight champion of the world, Muhammad Ali, and featuring Mr. Howard Cosell and his good friend, Mr. Tooth Decay. Warning, Teeth has been shown to be entertaining and an informative record that can be of significant value when used in contentiously applied program of oral hygiene and regular professional dental care. Never really read any of those things before, actually, on toothpaste packages. Quite confusing. But here we go. Teeth. The whole teeth and nothing but the teeth. Now, this record is a bit warpy, so you might hear some warpisms, but sometimes when you're brushing your teeth, you feel warpy. So here is teeth. The whole teeth and nothing but the teeth on Denardwar, the human serviette radio show. The clubhouse, you see two funny-looking characters running very fast. As they reach the clubhouse, they run to the back, keep out to see if they've been followed. It's Mr. Tooth Decay and his sidekick, Sugar Cuba. (laughs) Oh, boy. I guess we can rest here for a moment. Sugar Cuba, boy, I never had to run so fast for my life before. You can say that again, boss. Sugar, Cuba, boy, I never had to run so fast for my life before. I don't know why he don't mind his own business. Yeah, we're just having a little fun. Shucks. And the nerve of him walking around with a, uh, uh... Toothbrush, boss. Oh, just the mention of that word since chills up my spine. Now, at that same time, Charles and Timmy are walking towards the clubhouse. They meet Ali, who is looking up and down and all around for that terrible Mr. Tooth Decay and his sidekick, Sugar Cuba. My friends, have you seen two funny-looking characters running amok around here? Hey, aren't you Muhammad Ali? Yes, indeed. That's who I am. Wow! The greatest! And the fastest. Wait till the guy hears about this. Yeah, Charles, let's go tell him. Hey! Hey, wait a minute. May I come too? Oh, boy, oh, boy, you sure can. Wow. Mr. Tooth Decay peers around the clubhouse, sees Ali, and he nearly faints. Sugar Cuba is holding him. Oh, no. What we do now, he's coming right this way. Be quiet. Hush. Don't say one word. But I haven't said. Shut up. Did you hear something? That's just the kids inside. Come on, champ. Sorry, late, but Yeah, we're slightly detained, man. Okay, okay, just sit down. 
Exercise won't hurt either. This one's against Mr. Tooth Decay and the terrible, terrible things that brings that nasty Mr. Tooth Decay around. And his sidekick, Sugar Cuba, too. Boy, that sure is a big job. Very true, but it's one we can all win. All of us? We want to do it, too. We want to help. We want to help, too. Now there's a project for us to work on. You mean to tell me that all of you were looking for something to do over the summer? Yep, that's right. Every summer we look for things to do. Now listen, this is very important. This is not just a summer project. I wish it was as easy as all that. But I'm afraid the K can do and has done a lot of damage. And it will be a continuous fight, constantly all the way down the line. Listen, listen close, all you kids. I'm so bad. I eat for breakfast railroad spikes. Oh! Yesterday I murdered a rock. Oh! Injured a stone. Hospitalize a brick. I'm so mean I make medicine sick. Oh! I've tussled with an alligator. Oh! Wrestled with a whale. Oh! Handcuffed lightning throat. Oh! Gang, I murdered a dead tree. Oh! And drowned a drink of water. Oh! Okay. Then there's Willard Willie. Black. Who works with a chain, lashing on to your teeth and causing you pain? Now I'm gonna tell you how you can all get into the fighting. Because what we gonna do to Tooth Decay is really exciting. We've got the stuff to run him away from here. Just like I did George Foreman over in Zaire. Get your dental floss, 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 ready. Your toothbrushes, rushes, 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 loaded and ready for action. The news is out and this is the latest. They won't have a chance because we are the greatest. Greatest, 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 greatest. Ali, I'd like to join. Me too! Hey now, those are just the words I like to hear. Ali and his gang versus Mr. Tooth Decay. We've 
got a lot of work to do. But before we do that, I've got someone I'd like you to meet. Come on, let's go. Follow me. Did you hear that, boss? Course I did, you idiot. What are we gonna do now, boss? What are we gonna do now, man? <laughs> What are we gonna do now? Don't worry about that. All we got to do is reinstate our old plans. They work every time. Shopping about tools. Have you ever heard of children who don't like candy and ice cream? <laughs> yeah, boss. Cake, soda. I need to go on and on. Very rarely do I ever fail at my job. And those little squirts will only make it easier for me. Now listen, this is my plan. First, we find shelter. Right, boss. Just a little space, not much. Yeah, I'll the corner of the clubhouse. How ingenious of me, of course, of course. Where they least expect, a corner of the clubhouse. In the jingles. Where else? Boss, you know, I really like... I know, I know. To see anyone munch on a piece of sweet is absolutely divine and neat. Then I get to work. With my hammer and my drill, with my chisel and my skill. My deed will be done cutting through the enamel. Sugar paves the way to the valley of the tender nerve. Oh, indeed. What a pleasure to taste. To slowly melt around the hardness of the enamel. The ease and squeeze all through the teeth. What a treat it is. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. And off they go to seek shelter from Ali and his gang. Now everybody stay together. We don't want to lose anyone. Hold it a minute. Where is Andy and Kelly? They stopped in the store to get some ice cream. Ice cream? Oh, no. The storekeeper is about to hand over ice cream to Andy and to Kelly. Hey, what's the matter here? No, that's no good for his teeth. Stop! Too much sugar can cause cavities. What do you mean? You gonna deny these kids ice cream on a hot day like this? Hey, man, that's like taking candy from a baby. Oh, come on, Ali. It is hot today. Listen, kids, something better for you. I know it's very warm today, and we all need something to cool us off. Ice cream like what you might get in this store has a lot of sugar in it. That's one of the major things Mr. Tooth Decay delights in. I've got something that's better to taste and much, much better for you. My bus is right down the street. We'll all squeeze in and go see a very old friend of mine. Hey, 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 wait a minute. You Muhammad Ali. Yes, indeed. That's who I am. Tooth Decay. Oh, oh. And now I understand what's happening. It's about time! <laughs> yes, storekeeper. We're starting a campaign to fight Mr. Toasty Cat and his sidekick, Sugar Cuber, too. And what do you think about that, old blue eyes? <laughs> hey, you know something? That's, a, that's an excellent idea. I wish I could come, too. Yeah, we have a big crowd as it is with the game. Maybe next time we'll call for you. Wow, this is really something. Hey, wait till Sammy and all them cats in here by old Dino will never believe this. Oh, howdy, Cybert. Don Cybert, guess what just happened here? 
Jay, was that who I thought that was, the heavyweight champion of the world? Yep, he and the kids are starting a campaign against tooth decay. So I'm told. Now, I like that. I want to join the fight, too. You know something, man? He was here, standing in this store on that floor in my store, man. The gang is driven to a house on the top of a small mountain. Gee, kids, it's nice out there seeing all those beautiful, healthy cows with those beautiful babies feeding them their good raw milk. Mother Nature sure knew what she was doing. Hey, look at the chicken over there. I wonder what he would say if he could talk to us today. And looking at that chicken standing there on the side of the road, it looks like he's hitchhiking or something, huh? I bet his mother loves him too. Sitting outside of his door is a black man of some years. As he sees Ali's car arriving, he gets up to receive him. He is a lodge man of great stature with silver hair and a large, warm smile. His teeth are as white as pearls and his words are kind and as soft as his eyes. This is it. Everybody out. Brother St. John, I want you to meet my friends. Roll call. Donnie. Eddie. Jennifer. Heidi and Holly. Michael. Darlene. Charles. Timmy. Andy and Kelly. Sunshine and Stanley, meet Mr. St. John. <laughs> hello, hello. Oh, what a fine bunch of young people you have here. Oh, come on in. Come on in. It's always good to have youngsters around. Hi, hello, hello there. Hey, look at all the fruit trees. Peach trees. Pear trees, too. What's this, Brother St. John? What kind of fruit is this? Dates. And here's some figs, too. Everything that's good to eat and good for you. Keeps your body in the prime of health. Uh, come here, children. There's something else I want to show you. Look, everybody, a garden. Not just a garden. This is a very special garden. It's totally organic. Organic? You mean nothing was used in that garden that was artificial? There you go. That's exactly correct. Oh, gee, the flowers are so big and pretty. Well, not only do I plant flowers for their beauty, but I, I also plant them to help keep unwanted insects away from my vegetables and fruits. Mother Nature has a marvelous way of keeping her garden healthy. Our bodies are like Mother Nature's garden. We have to know what is good and what is bad for us. Candy, cake, ice cream. All of those great-tasting things are really terrible for your teeth. Believe me, I love all those things, but I have my own way of getting around most of them. I make my own preservatives, bake my own bread from whole wheat flour, and even make my own ice cream, sweetened with those very dates right over there. But most important, whatever you eat, you should brush your teeth right after every meal. It, it, it's like taking a bath every time you get dirty, huh? Hey, Brother St. John, I've got a smart bunch on my hands. Sure wish we had some of that real ice cream now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute now. Not so fast. Did you children have lunch? No. Now, 
even though I know my homemade ice cream is the best, there are certain rules that I apply to my own lifestyle. For instance, good eating habits. And good eating habits call for good oral health. Come on in. I'll fix some lunch, and while we're eating, I'll give you some inside information on the do's and don'ts of oral hygiene. Telephone presentations. Let's listen in as a few salesmen make their telephone calls. The first is Barry, who is making a cold call from a special list of businessmen. Mr. White speaking. Mr. White, this is Barry Nelson of United American. How are you this morning? Fine. What can I do for you? Thanks for asking, Mr. White. I'd like to request the courtesy of nine minutes to show you a plan on saving money that is winning great approval from other businessmen in this city. You are interested in saving money, aren't you? Of course. Who isn't? That's right, Mr. White. Who isn't interested in saving money? It will take nine minutes for me to show you why so many of the businessmen are enthusiastic about this plan and how it can help you. Would the morning or afternoon be better for you? Can you put the information in the mail and I'll call if I'm interested? I'd be glad to do that, Mr. White. However, this plan has been designed to meet the needs and goals of various businessmen and would have to be adapted to your particular circumstances. This takes about nine minutes, and I promise to leave at the end of that time unless you ask me to stay. Is that fair? I guess so, but I've got a pretty full week ahead of me. Would the first or the latter part of next week be more convenient for you? The first of the week. I'm free Tuesday morning. That's fine, Mr. White. Which time would be better for you, 9.40 or 11.20? 11.20. Thank you. I'll see you at 11.20 on Tuesday morning. Goodbye. Another salesman, Hal Day, has just received a referral from one of his clients. Let's see how he gets an appointment. Mr. Owen? Yes. Mr. Owen, this is Hal Day from the Norman Beale Agency. Lou Nickel asked me to call you. Do you have a moment to talk now? Sure. How's Lou? Oh, just fine. Busy as ever, though. Recently, I performed a service for Lou that saved him a great deal of time and money. Lou was so pleased with this service that he asked me to show you the main features. It'll take about 30 minutes to do this, Mr. Owen. Would the day or the evening be better for us to get together? The evening's better for me. I'm chasing around town all day, and it's kind of hard to catch me in. I've heard about your service, interested in hearing about it, quite frankly. I've had some business reverses lately and couldn't do a thing about it right now. I'm sorry to hear you've had some problems, Mr. Owen. However, the purpose of my call is to get together and show you why Lou is so enthusiastic about this service and how it'll benefit you. Now, the decision as to whether you'll take it will be entirely up to you. Is the first of the week better for you, or the latter part? Oh, the first of the week's too hectic around here. I'd rather wait until I had something definite. I know your time's valuable. I'd rather you'd call me in about three months. Well, I can appreciate how you feel, Mr. Owen, and I'd probably feel the same way if I were in your position. But uh, showing you these benefits is part of my job, and you're under no obligation. Uh, which evening would be better for you, Thursday or Friday? Friday's better for me. Come on over then about 8.30. We'll talk about it. Oh, that'll be fine, Mr. Owen. I'll be looking forward to seeing you on Friday at 8.30. Goodbye. 
There is a definite trend toward specialization in most of the professions today, including life insurance. Let's see how a specialist in business insurance would handle a telephone call. First, the life underwriter would mail a letter to the businessman which conditions his attitude and makes him more receptive to the call. This letter is followed up within 48 to 72 hours with a call. The letter serves as a hinge to open the conversation. The combination of the letter and the telephone call has a tendency to reduce sales resistance during the sales interview. Good morning, Mr. Page. This is Dick Lee of Security Financial Planning. How are you this morning? Fine. How are you? Just fine, thank you, Mr. Page. I sent a letter to you on Monday which briefly outlined my service and mentioned some of the companies which have used this service. My purpose in calling today is to request the courtesy of 22 minutes to show you how this service works and how you might benefit from it. Is the morning or afternoon better for you, Mr. Page? Yes, uh, I remember getting your letter. But tell me, is this insurance? That's an interesting question, Mr. Page. It is insurance, but I don't know of any other way to make a favorable tax treatment work to the advantage of both your company and its key executives. Do you know of another way, Mr. Page? Uh, now that you mention it, I guess I don't know of any other way. But I already have quite a bit of insurance. That's fine, Mr. Page. This service will be of more value to you if you already own insurance. It will take only a few minutes to show you how other modern businesses are using this service to their greatest advantage. Is the morning a better time for you or the afternoon better? The morning's best time for me. Uh, let's see... I'll have some free time on Friday morning. That's fine with me, Mr. Page. Would 9.20 or 10.40 be more convenient for you? Let's make it 9.20. Thank you, Mr. Page. I'll be looking forward to seeing you Friday morning at 9.20. This presentation may be changed, modified, adapted, adjusted, and used for any type of business and with any type of prospect. However, the individual quality of the salesman must always determine the quality of the telephone presentation. One more thing. The one thing that Mr. Tooth became. So I'm giving each one of you a toothbrush. Each one has a length of dental floss so you can hang it around your neck to remind you of the importance of using floss and brushing your teeth. Thank you. Sure glad to meet you, Brother St. John's. Come on back now. You hear me? Anytime. Come on back. I'll be here. And you'll be welcome. Brother St. John. Till we meet again. Who knocked a crack in the Liberty Bell? Ali. Who really gave that bell a smack? Ali. Who punched it so hard that the bell did crack? Hit it so hard with an awful whack. Ride on Paul Revere. He 
rode so hard and gave the British fear. Don't you worry about that. The job can be won. And everybody out, get ready to bout. This won't be easy or fun. Get ready to knock him on his buns. Andy and Kelly get out of the car first and run into the clubhouse. Ollie and the rest of the gang follow them. In the clubhouse. Oh, no! At that moment, Andy is just bitten into a huge piece of sugar cake. Kelly is about to do the same. Hold it! This looks like the work of my arch enemy. His trademark, sugar cake. Oh, oh, looks like we've got trouble. That old guy, sugar cake. Hey, champ, I think Annie's got a bad tooth. Looks like Mr. Tooth Cake has said it already. Oh, He's set in already. Better get your dinner floss and your toothbrushes and let's start right now. If I just keep my greedy mouth shut. Oh, don't say John told you. Don't remind me. Let's clean out this place. Let's clean it out now. I took down those sweet posters that someone put up. Hey, gang, let's take this toothbrush of mine and put it over the door. Because Mr. Toothicay won't have nothing to do with the clubhouse that has the protection of a toothbrush. Let's use this toothbrush from now on as a symbol of good oral hygiene. Timmy, please go out to my big bus and get that dental floss, and I'll place it right near the toothbrush. Good idea, man. Hurry up. Let's take those other posters and draw pictures of Mr. Toothicay on the other side. We'll post them all over town. I bet those characters are hiding around here somewhere. In the meantime. What are we gonna do now, man? What are we gonna do now? Hey, hey, what are we gonna do now? That toothbrush, that toothbrush, get me out of here. Boss, oh boss, I better get the boss out of here. You look like he's about to fade away. What's happening? <laughs> Willie Platt, you gotta help the boss. Hey, Sugar Cuba, uh, there's no way I can help the boss uh, uh, with dental floss and toothbrush on the scene, dude. <laughs> no way, baby. <laughs> Bye. There, there's a hole in the shingle. Gotta get out of here. Come on, boss. Gotta get on out of here. I'm too weak. The toothbrush, I can't stand it. Oh. Got to be more careful. Let's hit the wind. And they're off and running as fast as they can to get away from Ali and his gang. Andy had to go to the dentist. He's got a bloody big cavity now. Boy, Sugar Cuba will sure let you know. When Mr. Toothicate has been doing his dirty work, when old Sugar Cuba gets in the cavity, boy, does it hurt. Sometimes it takes an example. Yeah, and especially if 
but we know. We caught it in time. Who knows, Andy could have lost the tooth. You see, that only goes to show that regular checkups is a must. Regular checkups with your dentist can catch tooth decay before it destroys the tooth and becomes painful. Dentists can apply fluoride to your teeth to make the enamel stronger and more resistance to decaying areas. Muhammad Ali, we can plainly see, is fighting Mr. Tooth Decay. Every kid is glad to give Ali a hand today, but the fight is tough. And sure enough, Mr. Tooth Decay wouldn't stop. He'll grind those teeth and go beneath with the help of a lollipop. He's been around, and he has found that children who eat sweets are just the ones we always find crying in the streets. Toothache, toothache, it hurts me so. Just what will I do? Call Ali right away. What he says is true. Hey, kids, always brush your teeth at least three times a day. After meals is the fastest punch to put, to put Mr. Tooth Decay away. everyone, this is Howard Cosell at ringside. Muhammad Ali stepping into the corner of the ring, going into his familiar shadow boxing routine, looking over at the opponent. This time, the opponent is Mr. Tooth Decay. And as one looks at Ali, one has to wonder what he's thinking. This is the greatest adversary he has yet faced. Tougher than Joe Frazier and tougher than George Foreman. One has to wonder, is the confidence really there this time? Can Ali put away Mr. Tooth Decay? If he can, it'll be the greatest victory yet in the strange and varied and almost incredible career of the heavyweight champion of the world. Sugar Cuba, come here. I want to whisper something to you. <laughs> when I get through with Muhammad Ali's left jaw, the president of the United States is now, going now, wait to a minute, sign Ali. a proclamation <laughs> declaring it a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> The fight's on with skill and brawn. Who do you think will win? Mr. Tooth Decay just gave a punch. Hit Ali on the gun. He's down. He's down. You will look. He's down. <laughs> He's down. Oh, come on, Ali. Listen, kids. I've got something better. With a big surprise in Muhammad's size, like lightning, he gave a punch. Down went Mr. Tooth Decay. One, sure, two, and a hunch. three. At the count of three, we can plainly see Mr. Tooth Decay is back, fighting like a tiger that jumped out of a sack. Bam, slam, hit, and slam. 
Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, your attention please, your attention please. Judges Sinatra, Callahan and Haven have all scored this fight tonight unanimously and still heavyweight champion of the world, Muhammad Ali and his gang. Hey, gang, looks like we won round one. The kids all cheer. What they hear comes from Muhammad's heart. Following his words of wisdom, Mr. Tooth Decay can't even start. The knockout punch comes after lunch when Sugar Cuba is gone. We leave this bunch of rascals lying in the lawn. Lollipop, sugar shake, chocolate sweets and pie. Willie Plack has a broken nose and a great big puffed up eye. Muhammad Ali and all the gang are so proud to say with a knockout fist and a fancy twist, they put Mr. Tooth Decay away. Mm. Greatness. Mm. <laughs> Listen, Sugar Cuba, greatness is not great. I will show Muhammad Ali the greatness he would like to be the next time we meet. <laughs> Ali, we find, has a determined mind. And for kids, he won't turn back. He'll beat that Mr. Tooth Decay, who really is a quack. Mr. Milkshake will have his way. Chocolate fudge, he just can't budge. And so to the dentist, we make our way. Now, a special thanks to the American Dental Association. From yours truly, Howard Cosell. Muhammad Ali, Ozzie Davis, Frank Sinatra, Richie Havens, Bernie Morrison, Donald Siebert, and the Ali Gang for helping us create the greatest children's story ever told. And don't you forget Dick Lowski, the music man, sweet music, he's next. <laughs> America, we call upon you, you parents especially, to join in in our drive to destroy Mr. Tooth Decay. Stand tall and support our fight, all of us together. Once again, Howard Cosell reporting from ringside, and thank you very much. Ali. Now take a step, I'll let's take one day off, okay? Thank you. God bless you, everyone. Ali's always get blamed for things he didn't do. Just because he loves